What's up, everyone? It is me, Albert. This is Interactive Artistry, and this is episode 131. And this episode is all about Star Wars and where we all collectively, I'm sure, would love for it to go in the realm of video games. You have probably seen some of my um, posts um, here and there, even my comments, if you do follow along that closely uh, on Interactive Artistry, either in Reddit or if you follow the user Reddit or the, the Reddit itself, you know, the actual reddit.com forward slash r forward slash Interactive Artistry. I've made it no small kind of, um, you know, no small thing to, that I've been saying, really, of, of how I really would love, as I'm sure all of you out there would love for there to be a Star Wars game that uh, you know that that is like worthy i would say almost you know i was looking in uh, a few comment sections uh you know in a, in and around reddit as i do uh and i saw someone talking about shadow shadows of the empire and yes i remember that game and i remember it being so enjoyable and i remember it being an adventure unto itself it actually felt so exciting because what you felt at the time was that you were playing um you were playing like a missing entry in the actual like original star wars trilogy uh, that was just filling in s some gaps but you felt like that like wow i'm actually participating i'm guiding a part of this original trilogy story um you know in between it and i'm this uh you know this this figure this dash render with the outrider and it had that beautiful adventure aspect so i mean you know i'll throw it out there right now so that i can be the person who said it but shadow of the empire remake hello <laughs> that would be interesting you know something that um that you know even if ea's uh, you know behind it that's totally fine they've actually um gotten a lot more into you know people's um not saying they're completely out of the woods yet but the good graces with something like you know uh, apex legends and star wars uh, jedi fallen order which is is confirmed to be coming out around about september for us here in australia i think that's um the fall for for the folks in in the us when um, andrew house mentioned it not andrew house gosh he's he's retired um Andrew Wilson, I think. Yeah, the the, the EAI, the, the the big cheese at EA, uh, and I'm so looking forward to Dragon Age. So again, I have so much less of the you know the the, the you know the let's say the animosity towards EA as as many do because again, it's just you you can't make blank statements. You, the, the, you know, and some of the the decisions that sadly brand the entire company as such, uh, you know, that that doesn't speak for ha like hashtag not every EA employee, hashtag not every EA project and, and Apex Legends certainly proves that. So how do we get uh, a, a, a worthwhile like dream come true sort of like Red Dead 2 um, kind of uh, Star Wars game made nowadays with someone like EA at the helm, which, you know, after the Bob Iger call, um, it's likely that they will continue uh, being, you know, associated with Disney. And we have to kind of prepare for that. So what what are we looking at? We're looking at the power of Reddit. We're looking at the power of people making their voices known, especially in regards to Ragtag and Orca, which are the code names for, um, you know, Star Wars, uh, the, the Amy Hennig-led project uh, that uh, Gary Witter over at uh, Kind of Funny Games, you know, the screenwriter of... Um, yeah, kind of funny. Games Daily is this the show he was on, but you know he's the screenwriter of, of Rogue One, and he recently made it very, very, uh, you know, <laughs> you know, you, you cannot mistake what he said. Very, very obviously known that he he disapproves of of the way that uh, Amy's project was handled. I think I could sense between the lines that he had experienced it was really looking forward to it, and it particularly stings because we just don't have that many. Uh, and again, not to get into this 
So actually, no, it is to get into this subject, like, you know, female-led productions, like, she was the director of that, like, that's, that would have been freaking amazing, and she's got that lineage from Legacy of Kane and Uncharted, obviously, goodness me, so it just sucked to just, like, that could have been such an amazing platform for Amy, and I think, you know, I might even write an article about that, about, like, what was lost there, not just from the point of view of the Star Wars property, but that beautiful opportunity for Amy, you know, um, to have the just the, the biggest, frankly, the biggest pop culture relevant and visible stage um, for people to, you know, say, you know, little Becky, who's like nine years old or 13 or 14 years old in the alternate universe where Ragtag is still being made. She sees, you know, Amy um, as the director and on like just the biggest, the biggest stage possible, really, with, with Star Wars. It is just the, the, the main, you know, um, most widely known universal, uh, yeah, and, and just like yeah universally relatable and and findable and, and viral and, and it's just everywhere star wars you know in that wonderful way that as i've said before with joseph campbell like that's the reason why it is that it is the embodiment of that and that that actually ties into a lot of my frustration with with how it's been handled because there should be something of a and i don't want to get kooky or eye-rolly but that we should be honoring like this very special thing which is star wars which is um the it is the most widely uh, embraced um, alternate sort of like yeah like mythology really modern mythology it really is and and I just feel like there should just be so much more like stepping up to that and making things to to honor that on that level um, which I just haven't seen so much in, in in the in the latest offerings with the exception obviously of of um, wonderful is it Mitch Dyer who who wrote uh, and and Janina Gavanka who did a phenomenal phenomenal performance as Aiden Versio in in the Battlefront 2 co- uh, campaign which I quite loved and it gave me a glimpse of what I would love to see which would be you know a, a Red Dead 2 style um, exploration game you know starring Mark Hamill uh, you know imagine that you know taking place between episodes um, 4 and 5 you know just a grand adventure where again we could have that feeling of um, uh, of what we had with the shadow of the empire like wouldn't that be amazing so so we'll get into all that but how do we how how does that happen so again as i said we we made our people made their voices known and again i do this often with my with my episodes where i'm getting heated about something is yes white male <laughs> hetero first world privilege like to be getting this heated about a game i i'll never not mention that because and i don't care if it's like well way to just bring something completely unrelated into the discussion it's like nope nope whatever we're experiencing on this point of view of like getting emotional about something uh, in this sphere like it's always important to to do that check so i will never like like chuck a, a giant fit or any or anything about this sort of thing but what i what I will say, though, on, on as I mentioned, you know, about why it got, why it got to me, uh, because of how formative Star Wars is not just for me, but obviously millions, probably in, in probably I think close to the billion of, of people uh, around the world that have probably heard of it, out of the nine billion, I'd say, um, and 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 yeah, like so, there's there's a bit of there's a bit of sadness, I guess, a little bit, but um, more than that, there's just there's just a a resolute hope. You know, I say things like I would love for the Dark Crystal to get an RPG and I would love for uh, Akuji the Heartless to have a, a, a remake, which is an old PS1 game. And these things seem more far-fetched. But one thing, first of all, so number one thing I'll say is we can comfort ourselves and we can take solace that if there's going to be any property where something will occur around, it's it's going to be Star Wars, you know. And and I know that, that Disney sort of, um, you know, Bob Iger, he said, look, we'll, we're going to stick to publishing. Sorry, um 
Uh, sorry, licensing, that's fine. But what we do know is that Star Wars is here to stay. And it does have, again, at, in the very core of it, unless they stray from this, which I truly hope they don't. And I don't think, um, uh, you know, Ryan Johnson will with his trilogy either, or the or the, the, the Benioff and Weiss. Like, Campbell is is so infused into Star Wars that I, I think it's safe, you know. And, and I'm, I'm getting the vibes from episode nine, you know, seeing that the cast, you know, kind of hugging as they were, as you'll see in the, in the thumbnail um, of this episode. And just yeah, on the screen now because it's audio only, um, you get the sense of them having completed the cycle. You know the monomyth cycle. You know there's there's the return to the the desert planet, and Ray has her hair that way, and it's like, and she's gone from from desert dweller, which is you know it has connotations of nomad and nobody, to so from a space of nothing to a space of being in the middle. You know, and and that was the last guy. So the the, the last Jedi. Sorry, I just had a last guy in chat. Um, yeah so uh and and yeah so and that was her in the middle you know also by the way and i I know i mentioned last guiding chat so i'm releasing this one first 131 and then last guiding right after 132 so it's just figured i'd mention that and um just how i sort of ordered it in the sequence of recording um and so yeah like so that's wonderful to see and to see her returning and, and seeing that embraced by jj and and so for me really the health of Star Wars and the relevance of Star Wars and the uh, the fact that we can comfort ourselves that something will happen, just statistically it has to happen, you know, something of the Red Dead 2 quality, um, you know, that that this isn't, you know, and I love Dark Crystal so much and that, I'm so glad to see it's going on the up and up and, you know, we've got the Labyrinth remake, we're getting these old properties, getting so much love from the, you know, the, the, the collective kind of internet community. But one thing we can really rely on, if I may respectfully say, and I'm sure even the folks working on Dark Crystal would agree, it's like if something's going to happen around um, it, one of these properties uh, in terms of, uh, you know, something like a Red Dead 2 level uh, production, like with Star Wars, it's a fair bet, you know. I really, truly, like, it's the number one for me when I think of, like, it's funny, you know, of my wish list, like, the Dark Crystal RPG. I remember having a chat with uh, the folk, uh, not the folks there, the dude, Philip Mitchell, over at... um, you know, Dark Crystal podcast, which is, you know, the, the the Trial by Stone podcast. And that that comes first of mind. So like like the very first thing that comes to mind. So I definitely would love that to happen. But um, but yeah, you know, it's the furthest, the, the most core, like creative, um, you know, <laughs> what can I say? It's like within filmmaking, certainly. Um, and then it also, yeah, to the extent where it's really like was formative to who I am as a, as a person, you know, like that was huge. And I obviously just, just talked about Last Guardian being like the overall amazing, just all encompassing creative, no matter what the medium aspect, but, but for filmmaking, it's just without a doubt, Star Wars, you know, it's, and, and, and then also, yeah, that stretches into like my beliefs as a person and, and, and how I've been able to express myself. Goodness me, you know, the language that it gave people of, of metaphor and of examples and, um, you know analogies and allegory you know um with with the language that star wars gave us so huge hugely important property hugely important mythology uh and so yeah so that's that's all i can say so i hope first of all out of the gate that that brings some people some solace to remember that if anything's going to happen around something if some project of some kind that you're that you're holding out on happening is going to happen to some property there's a good chance that Star Wars will be there, you know. And I know Star Wars has this bent with EA uh, and with Disney, obviously, of wanting to, um, you know, create profit, which is, again, the art and commerce relationship, which we've talked about ad nauseum <laughs> on this show. Um, 
about how that's yeah that's endemic that's that's part of the part of the the collaboration being between the two um and so how it's been throughout history there's always been commerce with art and always been art with commerce you know and when they each needs the other to be what they are you know so the the, the Darth Maul game was cancelled uh the ragtag game was cancelled the orca game was cancelled uh Star Wars 1313 was cancelled um i think these were all cancelled during the, the after the the um uh, the, the the disney acquisition you know at various times um and so but see see and, and i'm i'm being realistic i want to make sure that as i'm being positive so too am i also acknowledging what we are faced with you know in, in terms of that that beautiful moment which i'm sure we're all waiting for we're waiting to wake up on that day where our pre-order arrives for insert whatever star wars red dead style ps5 game my goodness where I, I, I'm not. I'm not gonna kid around. Like, like I would love to be able to just have this fully open world, at least maybe two, three planets, maybe um, that you could have free roam over. You know, God of War set a beautiful example. If you could take the God of War structure, you know how like you're able to travel to different kind of realms, and then make each of those realms just mix the DNA of a God of War, of a God of War Alfheim, for example, with. Um, a specific area of the red dead world like a giant giant expanse you know and you, we're talking next gen here give me something like that where you have this uh, ability to travel to them you know and maybe even have a bit of um you know free free roam uh space exploration kind of you know as you as you're hyper driving you might get encountered and you might have uh, some some battles you know uh, where there's a bit of a, a pilot mechanic there a bit you know not you know to mention like uh kingdom hearts that could be something where you, where you build your own sort of space vessel. Um, I'm going to get actually my friend um, uh, so keen for it, you know, Brendan, he's been on the show way, way in the back in the way. And he's just launched his book, actually, you know, um, Gods and Heroes, which uh, he's, when, when he comes on the show, I'll get him to tell you all about it. But he's a big, big Star Wars um, a pal of mine. And 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 him and I have, discuss, have discussed like the Skyrim of, of Star Wars, you know, um, something like that. But that also, like, God of War really opened that possibility of being able to travel to the planet. So that th- then you're fulfilling that Star Wars aspect of going to different planets. So take a, you know, close your mind, like, let's enter some Mind's Eye Cinema and whatever this thing's called, 2024, whatever, let's go. So you pop the disc in and we're talking, yeah, PS5 graphics. You've got your four, maybe five. Sure, why not? This is imagination space maybe like 8k kind of beautiful setup surround sound or you got the highest fidelity earphones and you're there you got your ps5 controller and the menu comes up and it is this game that maybe even has a screen that says just like at the start of final fantasy 15 it's like we we you know a star wars game for experts and beginners you know there's that earnest lovely um message and then again with Rich, the witcher as well in that box you know for the for the the box copy the the collector's edition copy the whole team signed it i'm talking about a production like that i'm talking about something where the whole team fell in love with it and they 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 poured every inch of themselves into there was no compromise um and yes probably there's going to be some uh, microtransaction aspects buried beautifully and intuitively in 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 the project where you can do some customization stuff uh for your aesthetics maybe like actually uh, in universe event where it makes complete sense and there's no dissonance there's no uh it doesn't intrude with the gameplay it doesn't it doesn't prompt you there's no like anything like that it feels completely natural like vendors and like Tatooine, for example if you go there you can uh get get some new digs and yeah that can cost you know in-game credits which you can pay for and that's just um you know um aesthetic only right so 
right from the get-go you know that this game is that so you power it on and it is this narrative experience there is an opening crawl or there's some something maybe even a rogue one if they're not doing the opening crawl style where it just feels like star wars as soon as you press that start button and you sit back and there is a good beautiful two to two to three minute intro just like imagine if you know you take something like a, a new hope the moment that i would say intuitively where gameplay began would be um where you know c-3po and, and r2d2 enter the screen and that's when play player control would take place but there's a, a lovely little setup that that sort of narratively kind of sets everything up there's the cinematics the rebel soldiers um darting around and and gameplay would slide in very intuitively over the shoulder maybe the order 1886 style or maybe uncharted 4 style and it, and there you go you're off on this adventure and you could be for example to, to be able to encourage the uh um uh, the the customization option say you, you're a soldier completely dressed in your battle gear and it's a very heavy maybe padded battle gear something like solo would have had uh, solo had in in the the mimban sections you know the some very very muddy you can't tell the proportions kind of thing so it's gives gives that uh, excuse to um start the gameplay start the story without entering a ca- character customization screen right straight off the bat you're in you're experiencing some kind of yeah probably a battle or some some altercation of some kind um and and so then at some point yeah your character's maybe knocked out or something and maybe you have a dream of yourself taking shape again within the force and then this is all done and you are you yourselves are maybe the wills like you 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 acting as like their sort of dream energy like on behalf of the wills or whatever pulling and distorting the face shape the mouth shape and everything and um, and so, yeah, you you become you, you you yeah you come into being out of your dream as yourself, and you recount this experience of having created yourself uh, in this dream to one of your colleagues, maybe, and they say, "Oh, that's weird," you know. You would, it's like you and, and and this beautiful intuitive way of 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 treating that thing of um uh you know character creation as being you know in world relevant, and um, that can even come back near the end of the, of. Of the um of the adventure, so I see this as you. Yeah, you create your character. You, you can even maybe pick an in-universe name if they wanted to do the Fallout uh, Fallout Four route of recording uh, all the sort of different uh, dialogue options. Um, you know that if you want to have yeah maybe a selection of how, however many names if you're going to be referred to by that by certain key characters throughout the narrative. It doesn't have to be. You don't have to be called. You know your name at all times. Um. Uh, but like I could see them wanting to put that in. So say you have like out of 50 names, maybe you can name yourself one of those or maybe type your own, whatever. And you can have that choice of just being unknown or, or unnamed and like Clint Eastwood style, but it gives you that option. Um, and then, so you're you're off and where, where you find yourself is very Breath of the Wild style. Very, very soon you're you're a Mark Hamill, like kind of thing. You're, you're on a, a, a farmstead or something, or you're in a situation, maybe that, that, that section at the start was a flashback, you know, or um, of a battle which led you to retire Galen Erso style. Like for me, the perfect Star Wars game starts somewhere like on Eadu, um, sorry, on, on Lamu, which is where the Mads Mikkels in. Like that, every time I see Rogue One, I just want to start a game there. I want to walk down that beautiful hillside. I want to stop and feel the bustling, sorry, the, 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 the buffeting wind against my sort of in in universe hair do this the camera spin around you know arthur morgan style and then turn left and to the to the stall to the paddock and like freaking saddle up my father from the last jedi and go for a ride across this huge landscape and like find crafting materials and like take on quests and 
just like the, the the amount of times that I've had to pause and be like, gosh, I want that to, I close my mind, I close my eyes to enter Mind's Eye Cinema for real as I'm doing right now. It's audio only, but I am doing it. And I would love that. Who, who wouldn't love that? You know, again, anyone who, who, who could call with a straight face deign to say like, I am like, you know, a Last Guardian fan or a Falcor fan from like Never Ending Story. That's what the, the, the Fathers are to me. And anyone who looks through my like, user albert kessa you know posts um around the time of the last jedi if anyone who remembers the fatherologist which is what i called myself they are my favorite part and i would love to see those creatures outside of the racetracks and like as a customizable mount you know something like red dead so i can't cannot extract that and i hope that becomes a reality one day i know it will i know it will i don't want just like a racing game i want to be able to like bond with this creature and um and have them like yeah you know you see um the Mandalorian uh, right now with with that tribute to the gun from uh, you know uh, Boba Fett in in the Star Wars special that 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 amazing amazing sequence um, which yeah you know <laughs> couldn't adapt that one into I mean again who knows what kind of armor you could come across and who knows what kind of mount you could have you could you could create that memory that's what I'm saying I want this game to give you opportunities to if not directly be those characters to be in situations like. Those characters where you can feel like, wow, I'm in this world and I'm taking this path, this path of my own in this world. And it's so exciting. And that's what that's what Battlefront 2 gave me that little glimpse of. I know it can happen. I know it will. So just imagine, yeah, one of these realms, as I've been saying, I'm referring to the, the God of War kind of uh, realms and uh, say each of those realms is say roughly maybe one third the size of the entire map of, uh, of red dead maybe hey if we have the tech maybe even half the size or even the size wouldn't that be phenomenal of an entire world like that it'd be a very long game probably half the size let's be honest um and let's say a nice maybe fi- five worlds so if we were to go tatooine then we were going to go um the same planet that they landed in the christmas special you know with with boba fett and there's these outposts and, and you can buy this armor and there's like that place would, you know, have these beautiful tributes to the Mobius kind of style and uh, of character design and, and, and armor design. And you'd come across that and finding, you know, diving into the jungles of like Moraban or something uh, or if it's that's what it's still called, Korriban. Um, but yes, yeah, diving into some jungle somewhere, maybe even Dakar or something and finding like Sith ruins and diving through Sith, Sith ruins and you know, hitching your father ride or whatever mount. Again, you need to have different mounts. I'm, I'm okay. Get ready. I hope you're sitting down. But I'm talking playing on Hoth. Yes, I am. And you're going to be able to go there at a certain time, which you know we obviously saw. I don't know if it was. It's always like this in the lore of Hoth. But I would love for there to be an option where, yeah, like one of your mounts when you go to these specific worlds. It's like just like uh, Kingdom Hearts. You know, you have c- certain world specific things, and when you go to to Hoth, you have the ability to saddle up and name and 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 stable and ride. Uh, f- basically, purely photorealistic. Um, uh, yeah, like uh, what are they called? The the Tauntauns. You know what I mean? Like that would be phenomenal. And then yeah, Phil Tippett would just be like losing it because that's I'm sure each of the people working on that original trilogy would have just lost it at the idea of being able to actually step into these worlds. That would I mean again, it's on me to 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 watch my jadedness levels. It's not on anyone. Like that's not anyone else's responsibility but me. But I'm telling you, I, I won't lie that like that would help a lot <laughs> to to be able to like on a PS5 
kind of or xbox 2 sort of thing um experience that <laughs> it's enough to bring a gigantic smile to my face so um so then you have yeah world specific mounts and you would have yeah a storyline and this storyline gosh what i would love for it to be is something where you do have options you have sort of this dragonborn maybe aspect where you can uh, yeah take up all final fantasy 14 as well has this thing where you can take on roles take on different jobs and that you could if you wanted to like if you wanted to enter this world as i this is as i hope the uh, the, the avatar 2020 game is going to be or 2021 with ubisoft massive is they say they promise hey you'll be able to go to pandora and live an alternate life and i'm sure some people just want to log in and just weave baskets as like a navi shaman and then go to work like i would love for there to be that option or in that sort of mini game kind of way or like creating resources or developing resources or but all done beautifully intuitively not too video gamey uh, not too like you know like <sighs> aspects of of hud that you can't disable i'm sure and again shared world would be lovely but that's less less of a concern for me um i think it is less of a concern it's probably yeah i would almost say probably not uh if you want to come across some people namelessly like journey style that could be a shared world thing if you want but i don't see that as being almost like crucial at all but yeah have have some uh, some online aspects uh, with the you know the the microtransactions for for aesthetics sure but again unless it was done in a, in an interesting intuitive way um i want to stay as far away from from the multiplayer thing as possible but again doesn't have to again people have this anxiety is like well if it's not multiplayer it's anti-social it's like yo <laughs> before we had multiplayer we were on the we were on the you know the recess yards at or at work or in, in high school or in college sharing our experiences like Final Fantasy IX had no multiplayer whatsoever, but I still went to school and told people like, oh, where are you up to? And what did you do in this situation? So it doesn't have to preclude um, talking to each other and, and having a quote-unquote multiplayer experience if you don't actually have multiplayer in the game. So so there's that. So And so, okay, so a story that would be wide-ranging, that would be fascinating, that would hold that and have that capture that spirit. So you would be guided through these realms, very much so. Um, very much like how Zelda does. You, like narratively, you need to re- report to each one. Maybe non-linear. There's something to collect. Some, some, you know, maybe artifact collection. Uh, I, I could see as being important. You know, one thing with with Zelda is what's very smart is that they're they're shrines. There's no like time limit. They're there. Obviously, there's the calamity, but um, uh, and and you sort of quietly to yourself explain away like, oh, there's heaps of, there's heaps of time, and maybe they're just you know it just anything to excuse yourself for totally leaving the main quest and just doing whatever you want like collecting apples and stuff so that it still feels narratively uh, uh, you know um, congruent to be doing all this stuff when the universe is at stake and i don't think it'll have a strictly universe is at stake scope i think um this could be an opportunity where yeah like then you're talking about obviously this we were we were going to encounter this at, at some point but the the jedi um option the jedi and, and then that would be also about eras like what era would this uh, game be set in um we're about to as we sort of farewell the the skywalker saga period we're about to jump out of this we're about to hyperspace out of this period with either ryan johnson which i've heard some rumors about uh which i will say now so three two one make sure to skip five minutes forward um you get you gone okay cool so some of the rumors about the ryan johnson trilogy is that it's about it centers around a, a girl and it's about the the first girl to have felt the force 
and and I love that because I've always associated the feminine with being in touch with like the divine and again no smoke blowing or like pedestalization or anything I just think um you know the the male linear thinking is 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 like male male energy and linear thinking is more sort of like classically in alignment and then female uh, energies more with abstract more with um uh, having that wider perspective i i always feel this has been the association so i love that idea of the force at first before anyone else communing with it with a female figure would be amazing and that it's about her yeah connecting with the force so that would be interesting so if it was set during maybe during those times um you could come across some of the fledgling uh, jedi people and you could have the inclusion of jedi where you could take on a, a role you know where like it's not a full Jedi Order kind of thing, but you you could have come across maybe even as an optional thing, you could come across a swordsman uh, or a hermit Jedi, which I think it, it is really would really fit. You know, I, I kind of don't think that the the Jedi really like from one day to the next became a giant world like galaxy spanning order. I think it was more a case of these beliefs being shared between like isolated hermits, right? Say you come across one of these folks uh, on like a jungle planet and you speak to them and you spend like a, a you know a good a good while like speaking with them, communing, training with them. And it becomes like this major side quest where you, yeah, learn this ability where you then have these gameplay options that open uh, of this sword uh, of, of the of the lightsaber and using the force, you know, uh, yeah, and you could discover that about yourself, you know, and that could be fascinating. And so then you say you have this force aspect to yourself, which was, again, totally not not compulsory, but you can incorporate that into your journey and then if there's a huge response towards that from the people then obviously they can add a dlc and then who knows that dlc may even grow into its own dedicated title but for this beautiful like wonderful kind of dream game we're talking about it in this version it's just sort of a side kind of thing and it's this beautiful side quest where you go into this forest or into this uh, into these um maybe even acto itself that could be really fascinating or the the who knows um again in this sort of nomadic hermit kind of jedi era which i'm I'm kind of thinking this this might work in that in that context or far into the future who knows when the jedi have either way it's like the jedi have returned to a non kind of galactic spanning order prequel style kind of thing it's not that at all so which would create a lot of wonderful worthwhile moments um yeah oh goodness this is like dream come true in front of my eyes as as i'm going through this i I don't have any notes by the way this is all just flowing from like who i am i swear right so so after this uh what you come into awareness of is is um obviously there has to be like either some organization uh of antagonists there has to be some kind of antagonizing force to justify although if they also want to be bold is you chuck a red dead so red dead has doesn't ha- it has n- numerous kind of gangs there's no overarching kind of villain that i imagine unless it's you know i think dutch probably if uh, I, I mean i'm going off i haven't even played the rest of red dead 2 that's my plan but um you know dutch wasn't held in the best light in the first game so i'm assuming he, he things don't really go well with him that's just an assumption i'm not spoiling anything because i literally i genuinely don't know so it could be something where there's a personal aspect to it where it could be your old colleague or, or something like that where there could be some tied-in story where there's a closeness between you, um, just like how with Link and Ganondorf. I think that works because they're all linked by this Triforce. Um, and 
I could see that being a way to to maintain that personal uh, and emotional connection with the villain without them being completely isolated from you, a totally external force where you have no investment in in supplanting them or in addressing the, the terror that they're spreading. So I could see that uh, being a, a way that they could move forward with uh, approaching the villain side. Um, and then, yeah, there'd be obviously all these kind of sub-villain factions. And again, I'd be looking a lot at Cyberpunk 2077 for this. Um, if I was uh, whatever dev team who maybe magically are listening to this or working, as it were, even outside of listening to this on this very kind of project, which I, you know, I nurture my heart with <laughs> the, the concept of them doing that. I would love for that to be the case. But again, knock wood, you know. So... And, that, and yeah, Cyberpunk 2077, first person, which I, I for me, I think I may have to ha- do a strong line in the sand where it would have to be both. I, I, you'd have to have the ability to do both, first person and third. Yeah, that's why we're talking PS5 kind of tech, you know. I, and I know that Cyberpunk, I think they said, yeah, that's why we've gone only first person because we do want to have this on the PS4. We want to have this on, on current gen and, and crossing into next gen. But what I'm talking about is completely next gen. So I think we can allow ourselves, yep, third and first completely first uh, photoreal absolutely a plot that is at once wide open just like breath of the wild is such a touchstone for this and i think they can really probably double if not triple the quality and emotional engagement of that story but still maintaining that freedom um i would want swoop bikes (laughs) i would want um spacecraft obviously to be able to um have that full experience and i'm I'm serious i'm talking get into a spacecraft fly low altitude across you know again just like how you have red dead again ps5 would really allow this from one settlement to the next i'm 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 looking at that mini map in my mind's eye and you're flying through say if you're in a uh a speeder you know i think it's the t45s on on hoth You're, you're flying and it's real time no clipping sorry uh so um uh, uh, no, um, uh, what's it called? Um, what, what, yeah, draw distance, you know, nothing there. You see it, everything, it's all rolling out in front of you at, at actual speed. And that's the actual asset. There's no animation. There's no cheating, so to speak. And you jump out, you you have to land this thing either on the outskirts, Krennic style, or in a designated p- spaceport, you know, and there are accompanying effects if you don't do that, you know, and you have to secure your, your craft as well. I could see it being extremely appealing to not only have that, but to have a Millennium Falcon style. I think that would have to be probably something central to the game to have this hub where you can actually, as as you're traveling in hyperspace, you have in the top left corner, you see how long it's going to take for you to get to your destination. And you do, you, you chuck your feet up, play some Jajarek, uh, do some, uh, you know, um, uh, tr- I mean, you'd obviously put these things in there, I think as nods, but there would be a, a far more video, far more mini games than just the, the Jajarek and the, and the, um, you know, the, the saber training with the, the little Sentinel kind of um, robot that sort of does the, the blasts. So there could be that. Um, but yeah, again, that's that's wide open for the creators to like maybe even Sabak or um, all kinds of mini games that they could do. Uh, first of all, again, this is absolutely required. I just experienced this with Anthem. Have to have a full, full-blown compendium, like fully animated where I can zoom in on each of these assets. You know, if I'm reading the entry on Fathias, I want to be able to like uh, like zoom right on in there to see all the details, you know, of, of like the how, how extensively they like did the photogrammetry of the prop itself where it's like this photoreal thing and I can read all the uh, all the facts and, and, and everything. And there's like, I'm talking in the hundreds of entries, you know, for each of the vehicles, each of the creatures. Love Would love to go to Naboo, for example, and, and, and experience a, a pre-Phantom Menace kind of Gungan society. Again, there's underwater swimming, absolutely. So it's a massive game. I'm not, I'm, obviously, 
it's a massive game. I'm talking five, six, you know, up in the seven, eight years of development. Like, take your fucking time. And I, as part of me hopes and nurtures the hope that this is being in production somewhere with some like PS5 dev kit. And they're they're like, yeah, we're secretly in production of this. But again, we're just mind's eye, mind's eye cinema having fun here. So, and the idea is Metal Gear Solid Five style. And Breath of the Wild style. Once the story is done, once that like there's the you fully reach that, just like uh, Kratos as well, it opens back up. You know, it opens back up into the world, and there you go, off you go, completing as many side quests as you want. Uh, you know, garnering um, cr- you know, credits. Maybe again, this would be perfect. Again, you can either have the homestead, uh, preferably both. You have your your spaceship that you can customize Millennium Falcon style and create that as a mobile platform you know there's ways to do this i, I promise it you know it's uh you know if you want to draw the parallel with metal gear solid 5 and the, and, and the helicopter you know to be able to select missions and stuff if you had something like that but like with the helicopter like i think pilot ability is so important as well and so this the, the dream come true star wars game i think i hope over the past maybe 35 minutes this is going to be a bit of a shorter one but I hope over the past 35 almost 40 minutes i've helped build an idea and maybe gotten you a bit hyped about what we will see one day. I, I really, I got to say will. I hope I'm not like jinxing anything. I know I'm not because my my trust in this happening is as secure as my trust in like the relevance and eternal perennial uh, uh, yeah, like core core resonance of the, of the Campbellian aspect of Star Wars, which means that it'll always be around. And then I just think about that statistical thing of like, at some point, some team has to be like, okay, thank you. Thank you for this. However many millions, we're just going to, we're just going to like really take our time and just make something that will just simply be the dream come true. Right. Right. And, and that can be, we can have one of those experiences per console generation if you want. That's totally fine. But I believe that Star Wars is worthy of that. And I think people would absolutely lose their minds. And, you know, I, I, I heard Bob Iberga say, like, he sounded a bit like not, not nonchalant entirely, but he just said, oh, we're just going to stick to licensing. I think, you know, as the, um, industry right behind war and pornography (laughs) it goes war pornography and then video games and then film and all that like we're talking a massive like multi-billion dollar earning industry and certainly more than film so i think at one point either bob Iger or his successor will come into awareness of this and i i really truly believe it will happen guys and gals and everyone it will so hold out hold out for that and keep faith and enjoy star wars um uh, you know jedi fallen order which i absolutely will be i'm getting whatever kind of collector's edition again you want to show your support you know the respawn guys with with titanfall and apex legends and they have um they're amazing for what they've done on titanfall and it's single player you can tell there's probably going to be some online aspects but we need to vote with our money tell them we really love experiences like that and hopefully if you've enjoyed this episode and you and you kind of got hyped as i was going through again it was like palpable for me as i was like just recounting to you literally uh what i've been seeing in my mind's eye if you enjoyed this episode feel free to send this forward and uh, to all your sort of star wars pals if you want to kind of spread that and then who knows at one point maybe something like this could could reach the ears of people who could really sit down and and start uh, hashing something out again that's obviously you know pie in the sky but you know you got to hope and, and again in in this kind of connected world there's there's a, always a chance that that someone could come across something like this and and i just want to put do my part to put out into the collective consciousness of of star wars people uh, yearning for something like this uh to just do my part so i hope you've enjoyed this episode as that so there you have it <laughs> i am absolutely i cannot wait for uh, as of this recording we still don't know the star wars episode 9 title 
Um, if I can find my phone, I could possibly look for it, see if I can have a, a like an amazing reveal right now. Um, it, it's a long shot, but if <laughs> if I do, if that does actually happen, so I'll just go Star Wars. There's there's no chance it's going to happen, but let's see if I can capture something. Just on the off chance, Star Wars Nine title, latest news. Who knows? Uh, no, it's wrapped filming. Okay, so that's the the latest thing we still have is that there's that beautiful photo of um as as is in the um uh, uh yeah the the thumbnail. Uh, we have the independent saying the Star Wars title is imminent as J.J. Abrams what wraps shooting on the film. So that goes off of that's going off of uh, no official announcement, but um just simply uh, the precedent of um. Once once the filming is wrapped, that there would be, uh, yeah, that there'd be a title. So there you go. Amazing. Yes, exactly. So fans have been expecting a title announcement uh, for a while. And um, and uh, yeah, what's the, what did it say here? The title for the Star Wars Episode Seven: The Force Awakens, was announced weeks before principal photography drew to a close. So, so we are very much it could drop at any time. So that's exciting. And I'll be going again, as I've mentioned before, uh, to Star Wars Celebration. Hopefully I can uh, say hi in person to my pals at uh, Share Player One, which would be really cool. And um, do some kind of podcast there is, is, is absolutely guaranteed. I, I'm going to have to be podcasting from there to, to not, not only take record of it for, for my just unto myself as a person you know they're going and again for anything other than star wars i just wouldn't really truly speaking honestly um go through this (laughs) you know not go through this but like set set out onto this journey of um going from canberra australia multiple tens of hours of flights and tens of hours of uh you know other kinds of commuting and then also sleeping on that concrete which i'm so ready for um it's a solo trip uh <laughs> you know ray and i we were like when we we're traveling together traveling comfort for me it's just like i'm on this specific mission and then uh we'll travel her and i later in the year maybe even scandinavia we'll see knock wood on that so uh in time for some potentially some amazing death stranding you know icelandtastic reveals but we'll see anyway um that actually leads me into some housekeeping so as i've mentioned on the instagram you will see that uh i have a few episodes that are like scheduled they're ready to go right so there's some guests i just spoke with um uh daniel uh, enrique de leon who's a phenomenal sculptor i hope you really enjoy uh, the episode coming right after this one so if this one rolls into that one uh, you're in for an absolute treat he's such a kindred human being and um and he's also insanely insanely talented so i think you'll really enjoy what he has to say about filmmaking and about sculpture and about um just the state of gosh creative mediums in this time and it's you know it dips into some like real talk about like the you know risk aversion uh, of the industry towards um yeah just like stepping out of the conveyor belt filmmaking we'll just say i won't name names but um so that's extremely worthwhile and again it ends on some lovely notes some lovely kindred notes are, are taken and so then what i'll do now is i'll go through the upcoming schedule right so uh the next one we have again as i was talking about iceland we have death stranding uh, i've got an episode coming out on the 18th of february right so today's the 17th i'll be speaking with navaid Sidiqui. it's been a long time it's nav uh, he's got his own uh, death stranding analysis channel going to speak speak with them tomorrow so two episodes of uh, interactive artistry coming out in the next few hours i'm editing now and then death stranding tomorrow and then uh, a couple of days after that we have cracker milk on the 20th of february amazing group of <laughs> australian comedians who i think you'll really enjoy their work um very very unique i can't really draw any sort of parallels but if i had to cobble something together I just think something like uh you know good old classic picnic face or britannic uh, or five second films but uh, all all australian and like completely unique unto themselves very unique comedy um 
always under the one minute mark usually and uh like some of their best ones are like the 30 40 second ones it's just absolute absolute cracker if i'm if i, if I want to make a lame pun but they are so i was looking forward to speaking to them and then the last of us uh we're gonna have a chat um myself and uh, Annie and Voldsby from the Last of Us uh, Reddit. So uh, this has been long in the making. Back when I had tried the sort of did an experiment with the multi podcast format with the uh, with the Last of Us uh, to have the Last of Us dedicated podcast, just like with Death Stranding and all that. That sort of has now all melded into the one with Interactive Artistry. It's the way forward from here. But during that time, we did make this plan, and I'm so so happy that they want to continue uh, with, uh, with with speaking and 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 I I know that they have a lot to say with that. So so going to be so wonderful to get their kind of combined perspective as longtime Last of Us um, appreciators on on the on the show. So on the twenty fourth, I've got a backup date here on the tw- on the second of March in case they can't make the twenty fourth, but I, I'm sure they will. And then I have on the third of March Barriel's Legacy, Justin Dressler, my old pal from back in gosh over a year ago in January uh, of twenty eighteen. Him and I spoke about his game, uh, a tribute and uh, a tribute to, but also incorporating elements of the sword, uh, a band from. Austin, Texas, and that uh, him and I are big, big fans of, and they're you know very much just in that camp of like the mastodons and and just tapping into that sense of uh, it's it's a, it's storytelling within and it's like concept albums as well. So they have this almost their own myth mythos, the the sword. So um on hiatus now at the moment but um uh you know they're just recharging oh my god the past 10 years at least of just non-stop albums and and touring so there's that uh to, to to sort of riff about and then yeah he's he's probably yeah he's made a lot of headway with this one and and out of nowhere he's told me that he's made a character based on me in the game which is again i had zero expectations of this if it gets dropped that's totally fine but like shout out to you justin i can't wait and he's a chicago native so i will also be speaking with him paying for all everything if you're listening to to this justin paying for everything you're not allowed to pay for anything and when i'm there in um in, in chicago uh for star wars celebration and then we have on the 3rd of march as well very similar to how i'm releasing two episodes today we have um uh, yes my good pal um philip dragons mana the producer of this wonderful <laughs> this wonderful guy this person who is just out of nowhere out of just his the kindness of his oh, i just and out of his like just support and belief in the show he, he's our main patreon producer and he's um uh unofficial co-host but also like you know it's again it's all about availability and, and on my end as well it's about once we build things up I, i'm 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 certain that um you know once this i, I can sort of dedicate myself full-time to ia uh, you know i'm gonna pull freaking philip with me like and and you know maybe he can he can jump off or keep producing or whatever but like him and me hosting would be fun that that's that's what i would love to see is uh, this guy who supported me for so long jumping on as as like co-host going into being supported by the wider um uh, you know the patreon folks all of you listening in everyone eli bergmas jesus uh you know michael nades thank you andrew you you I, I can't what what can I say I mean I, I I posted it on the Instagram and I and I knew I said that I would dedicate this episode to you which I am it, your words meant everything to me when you said uh, about wanting to you know being being uh, like I, I invited everyone like on the show <laughs> you know to do this sort of patreon kind of supporter Skype gathering thing and and like I just have so many like silent supporters just like just like you and and and, and you know it's funny because I have such a short list of, of patron people now so people would have been able to triangulate I'm sure um so I blocked out the name for some reason but it's like it's all public anyway it's at the end of my freaking episodes anyway but dude 
Thank you so much. And I know you, you, you said you don't want to jump on the show. One day I probably will. I'll probably send you like a, a properly done up like paper invitation or something and and get you on the show and just like just be just be able to thank you. You don't have to say anything, just to be able to thank you for saying what you said about like believing in this thing that I'm doing and believing that it's worthwhile and wanting to be on the ground floor of it is just extremely humbling and wonderful. So wonderful there. And then yes, I've, I've I mean I want to get everyone from 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 who's been on the show already i want to get kyle card back on that's in that's in the quasi books i've got nick sartner who i would love to get back on i've invited yong as well i'll probably renew my invitation about uh with that closer to more death stranding reveals ragnarok's as well who did a beautiful death stranding analysis um i've, I've reached out to him and i'll renew my uh, reaching out to that i've got a guy called john Kant, who i think that's his name uh who um who is a big Days Gone guy, and, and like, or rather, we talked about it, and so that's been in the pipeline for a while. So I'll chase him up, but look forward to more of these upcoming posts that I've that I've done now with the recent um, refresh of, uh, of of interactive artistry across all the outlets. So you can look forward to that, and um, and yeah. So as I was mentioning, you know, with with Philip on, on the third of March, we'll be talking definitely about Anthem. So I put pop that there in the uh, in the interactive artistry post on Instagram. And from there, that'll take us into March. And then that's when it's all about Sekiro and Devil May Cry. And then leading into April with Star Wars Celebration and, and Hellboy as well. So, so many things happening. Uh, then we got Stranger Things later in the middle of the year. So for the TV side, but um, it's it's going to be a good year. I, I keep saying this, but yeah, for sure. So I hope you enjoyed every one of you this this episode that, that uh, you know, I decided why not just go for it? Just like, again, bring you all into this shared sort of mind's eye cinema space. I hope you enjoyed that kind of format. I certainly, as I was, because again, you know, you say, you say, oh, I could just like sit down and imagine this and like, and I could, but some of the things thanks to this episode, I hadn't actually articulated, which actually got me even more hyped uh, for something that I, I really truly believe. I, I was going to say hope, no. I believe that it will happen. This, you know, this uh, this Red Dead Two, Metal Gear Solid Five, uh, Witcher Three, goodness, Cyberpunk. Uh, let's make it five. Um, yeah, Final Fantasy Fifteen, amazing uh, title. That is just the dream come true. I believe it's going to happen. So, yeah. So I leave you with that. So like, be be happy. Be be you know like Luke Skywalker looking out with 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 hope um even though there's a bit of trepidation but like again there's that sting of the rebel fanfare right after that there's there's hope on the horizon even though sometimes times can look dark but um but for what it's worth i hope um listening to this episode helped improve your day somewhat and till next time bye for now <laughs>